0: Today on CityCast Denver. Back in July, Mayor Michael Hancock approved a new temporary measure to get some much needed support to people experiencing homelessness during the pandemic.
1: And I emphasize temporary, safe outdoor spaces in more managed, safer, and sanitary conditions where people can be connected to critical services.
0: Today on the show, we're going inside to hear from someone who's been living at one of these safe outdoor spaces and whether or not we should make these places permanent.
1: It's a... Mental process of preparing yourself to to be a part, and I'll just speak frankly of, of a community that's been very hostile towards you.
0: Today is Friday, April thirtieth, twenty twenty one. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Let's take a look at the news. Denver heats up today with a high of 81 and lots of sunshine. Mayor Hancock wants to put a $400 million bond measure for COVID recovery on the November ballot. He says the influx of spending would help reinvigorate the city post-pandemic and create 40,000 jobs. The multi-million dollar proposal will have to go through city council first, who will decide if the taxpayers will vote on the bond at the end of the year. If you're one of those people who loves being scared, which I am not, The 13th floor has a deal for you. The Haunted House creaks the door open this Saturday and Sunday for their Halfway to Halloween special. For one weekend only, this Scream Factory will give you a taste of fall terror in the middle of spring. Last month, we told you about our partnership with the Denver Voice, a paper written by people experiencing homelessness. Our idea was to bring the voices of the vendors to the podcast and have them talk about issues that matter to them. And the interview our producer Paul Caroli did with The Voice Vendor this month turned into something else entirely. Because the vendor in question, David Gordon, just so happens to be living in the middle of one of the most important new efforts to address homelessness, safe outdoor spaces. how has the last couple weeks been for you? I
1: I know we had a big snowstorm and like the vaccines are coming to everybody soon. Just like what's new with you? Well, nothing much. It's just pretty much the same old, same old, but... I guess I'm really curious about what normal is when we go back to normal. I, I don't know what that is anymore.
0: So we're going to spend the day with David Gordon. And then on Monday, we'll be back to talk with two people working on the Safe Outdoor Space program. At the beginning of the year, David Gordon was bouncing between Aurora and a campsite at 16th and Lafayette.
1: I was there originally and then other people just started showing and that's something you can't you, you can't control it you know it was just myself uh, and a few other people and then all of a sudden you know another tent popped up and, and as they did sweeps elsewhere people just started popping up there um, there were times I I would have a little anxiety wondering if my stuff was safe and and I'm trying to sell papers. I can't sell papers that way. I'm, my anxiety's sky high. You know, I've got too much on my mind. And and that shows when you're, when you're trying to sell papers. It, it really does show. So those sweeps are, those sweeps, sweeps are, there's collateral damage all over, you know.
0: But one of those people that stayed with him was someone he kind of liked. They weren't exactly dating, per se, but they were close.
1: It wasn't a relationship, uh, We hadn't even really discussed that. We talked more about moving forward. We talked more about the the barriers of of homelessness. We talked more about our personal lives. Uh, We didn't speak of uh, uh, relationships, and and, yeah. So it would have been more of a we would have been partners. We've been close, but you know, it was just um, it was just strictly you know wanting needing each other to to move forward you need somebody sometimes sometimes you just can't do it alone you need someone with you and that's what she was there she was going to be there with me um she was went through some physical rehab because she got hit by a truck yeah so she was sleeping in an alley and uh, the garage door opened and the lady ran her over, you know, and she, and so, yeah, she she still feels a lot of uh, that pain. Um, so uh, she's on the street. She's tough. She's a tough girl. She's a tough girl. And the, each person has a story. And and you, most people just don't realize what that story is. And, and we're people that we want to be a part of, uh, of, of the community, but... Sometimes the community has set up so many barriers that it it makes it difficult for us to to fit in.
0: They kept hearing about this thing called a safe outdoor space, and it sounded like the community was making space for them to fit in.
1: So a safe outdoor space is an outdoor individualized sheltering model. It provides 24-hour staffing and services. There's a fence that surrounds the site, a single point of entry that has a key code, entry that's only accessible to staff. Residents can come and go as they choose with with autonomy um, and they're single occupancy or we allow couples so it's one or two people. We allow people. That was
0: Cole Chandler, one of the operators of the Safe Outdoor Space program. So one day David's friend that he often shared a tent with found out she got one of those coveted spots at the Pearl Street location in Uptown.
1: She had a case manager uh, now, getting a case manager is very important um, in order to get all the necessary help that's out there. A lot of the people don't trust, the, the, the trust levels are, are really bad and therefore they won't let a case manager handle it. So yeah, she had a case manager and her case manager was able to um, uh, put her and submit her name and her name was there at the top of the list. So. And she got in. She had asked me if I would, you know, um, um, go with her. And I thought about it. I said, wow, you know, you have to run the list. And um, so I agreed. And we went, we signed up together. Just lucky, I guess.
0: So David went to the outdoor space to check it out.
1: I walked down Colfax and I took a right. Um... And as I'm walking down Koufax, I've had a few people, uh, you're good, brother, you're good, uh, you know, trying to sell me some drugs. I, I had, uh, you know, and it's like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? But then as I got closer to the tents, uh, there's a church and then there's a parking lot and that's where the tents are. You walk up in there and then you have to ring a doorbell. And it, it was, had a good safe feeling. And the tents were, you know, they, they look nice. They have a big, a big area where you have um, coffee and where you, there's food and stuff like that. And it was, it was okay. You know, it was. You could tell it was temporary, but it felt, it felt permanent enough. You know, and it's, it's interesting. It's just, it had a good feeling. Uh, the people that first brought me in, um, that did my intake. Uh, we're really, really friendly people, open. Uh, the people there, they don't, they don't judge you on where you are. They, they just, they treat you like equal. And that's what made it so so appealing is the treatment that, that I got there. I felt almost at home. I felt, I did feel at home. I felt welcomed.
0: But moving is still a big change, and it turns out David's friend wasn't quite ready to leave the street.
1: No, she wanted to stay where she was at. Uh, she didn't want to pack up, I don't think. I think that was a lot of it. She didn't want to pack up. She didn't want, she didn't quite know how it was going to work. She didn't know if she, she I, don't, I don't know. Maybe she got second thoughts of, of, of having to share a tent with me. You know we slept in the same tent before out there, but it was it's it's different you know it's about survival out there uh in there in there it's about you know doing things the right way, doing things the better way, and I think that maybe you know whatever the reason may be whatever the fear came from and i and I would assume there was a lot of fear um you know you know she has to deal with it in her time you know and i think that's why the again i keep I keep saying this that's why the mayors in denver need, they need to go all in all in on on this um, because it it's it's a process it's not something that okay here you go this is you're done okay no it's a process it's a mental process of Preparing yourself to, to be a part, and I'll just speak frankly of, of a community that's been very hostile towards you.
0: They still see each other. They hang out and talk about politics and stuff. And as far as how it's been going for David at the safe outdoor space,
1: yeah, it's going it's going well. There were so many rumors about uh, whether they how it worked, and everyone thought you had to be in before 10 p.m., and, and, and it's nothing like that. It's cold. <laughs> it's very cold. They have donations of food. They have uh, donations of clothing. They have uh, services uh, from the uh, Denver Public Library on Wednesdays to other organizations that come in throughout the week. Uh, the, uh, the dental cleaning the other day. Um, I was able to uh, get a laptop. So now I can do other things. I can actually do resumes. Uh, I have it for ninety days. The library was able to do that.
0: But today is actually David's last day at the safe outdoor space. He's not too worried, though.
1: And at that point, then I'm going to do what I do what I can to to move forward. We'll see how much money I have saved up, and landscaping will be kicking in, and, and you know, I'll be ready. I'm, and I'll thank them for their space, and I mean for their space and their time, and and I'll leave so someone else can have that opportunity to take care, to take advantage of that. It, you know, I can't hold it to myself. It, it's a good thing for people.
0: Similar to David, the path ahead for the two safe outdoor spaces is still unknown. There are plans to move one of them to the Park Hill neighborhood in June, and we'll have that conversation on Monday with two people behind the project. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were Paul Caroli and Alexandra McMahon. Peyton Garcia writes our morning newsletter. Our music is by Los Mocochetes, with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, follow us wherever you get your social media, and tell a friend about us next time you see them. You can sign up for our daily newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. Bye-bye. <laughs> we'll abort. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing that. Okay, here it goes.